Hey y'all, welcome back. My guest today is none other than Ava Robinson, owner and operator of Ava Michelle Jewelry. Ava is a certified boss. She's an educator, an artist, and a dope ass jewelry designer. I was so happy to have her on the show to discuss her artwork and her jewelry line. Like her, our conversation is colorful, insightful, informative, and fun. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Be blessed. Hey, Ava. Hey. How you doing? How are you? Good. I'm good. How was Glad your week? Fr- Whew. It was um it was interesting, but it, it went better than I thought. That's um good. I really don't have any complaints. Not That's yet. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the weekend. Yes, Maybe thank God. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh I appreciate you for being here and uh agreeing to sit and talk with me about um your projects that you have going on. I'll get more into that later, but I want to tell people how I knew you. I've known you for 30 plus years now. We were um I knew you as a freshman at Green Bee Triple Technical High School. <laughs> you were an upperclassman. Tag, tag. There you go. <laughs> Mighty Bulldog. <laughs> and um, I just remember seeing yeah. you. We weren't friends, friends then, but you were very nice to me. You know, we, you know, you would speak and say hello. We had conversation, but, you know, just not the same group of friends. So I just looked up to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the way tech was back then, the upperclassmen ran things. He's like, fall back, <laughs> but at the same time, you ran the show, but y'all also, you know, mentored us, brought us along. It's like, oh, she cool, or you showed us the ropes. And so I always mm-hmm. looked up to you like a big sister until you graduated, and then you go. <laughs> I was like, oh, she nice. She one of the cool people. <laughs> <laughs> Got me blushing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, we went away to college, and then, what, about 20 years later, came back, and I saw you again at West at Western Hills High School, where you're the transition yes. specialist with our deaf ed students, right? And he's exactly. like, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was glad to see a familiar face. Yes. Oh, because, listen, we'll have to have a separate conversation about that department. Yes. Not the deaf yeah. ed department, but just... Yes. Anyway, we'll talk in about five, <laughs> six years. <laughs> we go. When we know we're gone, truth. exactly. Right. We know the truth. Mm-hmm. So, um, but now, like, and then um, through w- working together, becoming friends again, I've seen you, like, transition. Like, education is your full-time job, but you have some creative things that you do away from the job that I'm just, like, really impressed with. So, like, when I was thinking about this, episode i was like i think i'm gonna call it creative and classy because she classy because <laughs> uh, uh, you're such a creative person <laughs> you're welcome you're a creative i think you and that's when i realized it probably maybe three or four years ago you invited me and miss price to a art showing and i was like mm-hmm. oh, art. 
you know, I like art, but I didn't know that you were going to be one of the artists. And so, cause I go to museums and stuff. So you invited us to this gallery and you were one of the featured artists. And I was like, man, she's the bomb. Why is she, why is she an educator? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and um, then a few years later, you started your own jewelry line. Um, Ava Michelle jewelry, where you sell bracelets, earrings, and necklaces. And so I wanted to um, bring you here to my show today and talk about that, you know, the, um, mm -hmm. the journey of, you know, following your passion and pursuing your creative art. So right. is there anything else you'd like to add you want people to know about you? Uh, about me? Mm-hmm. Uh, other other than the art and the and the jewelry, no. Okay. Yeah, we can, we, can, we can stick to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so, tell me about. Let's talk about the art first. Tell me about you as an okay. artist. Like, um, who are you? What's your medium? How, first, how did you get into being an artist? I mean, because you have like you had like collages okay. and stuff. So let's talk about that. Just tell me. So uh, growing up, so my mom was always the supervisor of a fine arts program, which was at Fort, uh, Fort Worth ISD. So I grew, I grew up as a little girl taking every kind of art class you can think of from ceramics to macrame, sewing, painting, knitting, crochet. I took all these classes. My grandmother would put me in these classes. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I've always had a love for art. My mom always took me to museums, uh, Broadway shows, plays, all of that kind of stuff. So it's always been in me. But uh, when I finally started creating my own art, it was simply because it kind of started for my love for magazines. Mm -hmm. And I was spending $50 a uh, on magazines sometimes and I was like okay what you gonna do with these magazines <laughs> and so I was I, I started just you know I just like pretty stuff so I just started cutting out pictures from the magazines that mm -hmm. I liked and then turned it into artwork I started with journals and then it uh, moved to mirrors and then that's my mirrors is what kind of took off um, and the first uh, art gallery that I was in was in San Antonio. Mm. Um, it was a, a, a art store called the Eclectic Art and it was on the Riverwalk. And uh, I had been creating stuff for, for uh, I guess about a year, but everything was in my house, hanging in my house. Nobody saw it mm -hmm. because I didn't know if anybody else would like it. I knew I liked it. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of, I was in San Antonio for an education uh, conference. I walked in there and I just showed the owner who was also an artist. I showed her my work, asked her uh, her opinion. And she was like, I really like it. I think that it would fit in um, and sell well here. She said, but I need to see it in person. And I was like, okay. So um, she came to Dallas. 
to see my work and she loved it. And from that day forward, she started selling myself in her uh, gallery mm -hmm. and I was doing really, really well. Um, and then I forgot what year it was. It's been a few years where the economy started to slump and she went out of business. And so then I started selling my stuff at a boutique here in Fort Worth. Used to be on Camp Bowie called Spoiled Pink. So I was selling my artwork there, but now, um, I don't know. I, I decided some, something changed and I stopped making the art and that's when I kind of shifted to jewelry. But I, I still enjoy creating uh, my pieces. I'm looking at a mirror right now. I have two mirrors in my home that I just made. And one of them is, is every shade of every black woman that you can think of. I bet this pretty. It's bad, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I have, I mean, it's every prominent black woman that you can think of that's, that, we, that we know. And, and then there are uh, quite a few uh, unknowns on here. And it's, uh, I haven't decided if I'm going to sell it yet. Cause I'm just, I, I really like it. I'm like, maybe I'll keep it for myself, but, uh, and then I like to, to create ones that have positive words, but all, all of my stuff is, I create stuff that I love mm -hmm. and I have created some personal, personalized, uh, mirrors. Um, I have one at a, at a barbershop. Mm -hmm. He wanted me to create one with this thing with black men and things that black men love. Mm -hmm. It was really nice, and I did that for a local uh, barbershop. But that's okay. <laughs> people get I to hear the real. I like it when people know. You know, for at least for me, there's no such thing as a perfect episode. And so I want people to hear the mess ups and the stuff falling and me turning paper so they would know you know just get at least try <laughs> mm -hmm. you try to be perfect we'll never do anything you know what i'm saying so uh-huh no worries here one day i have a producer and they can edit that out but right now we're gonna leave it in <laughs> okay that's I'm one so of the sorry. questions oh no you good okay. i wanted to ask you um i don't know if this is a I guess maybe I'm showing my level of couth, <laughs> but you know, I do like visiting art galleries and things like that. And we, for me, you want to support artists, but art can be expensive. So what kind of advice would you give like a regular person who's interested? Like, I wouldn't even know how to approach an artist and say, because you've been, we've been taught that if you have to ask, you can't afford it. So I'd rather not ask because I don't want to ask. You tell me a price and it's like, ooh, I can't afford that, so let me just leave it alone. And I, I'm pretty sure there are other people who feel the same way, but you want to actually purchase some things. So what advice would you give regular people, like educators, you know, you know our salaries. <laughs> that you mm, Absolutely. You want to support, how would they, how should they approach it? What could they do, say, you know, how do they purchase original art versus the, the home interior? Oh. <laughs> no shade well, to the I, I, right i was just about to say um 
that one thing that's really awesome now is most artists that they do have prints mm -hmm. of their originals. And so I would always, if I want a, a particular type of art, then I would get a print if I could not afford an original. Mm -hmm. I, um, I think it's been over, it's probably been over 15 years since I bought my first original piece. Mm -hmm. And they say you're not grown until you get your first original piece okay. of artwork. I'm not grown yet. <laughs> <laughs> One day. But, but let me tell you, let me tell you how I got it. I got it lucky. It was at a it was at a gallery that had layaway. And that was the only reason why I was able to to do it. Mm -hmm. So you might want to find uh galleries that they possibly might have layaway. Mm -hmm. Um that's one way to get an original piece. Um, I don't know, you know, some, you might, you might have a service that the artist needs mm -hmm. and you can trade. Mm -hmm. That's possible to get original piece as well. Um, or you might have to try an artist that is still on the up mm -hmm. and coming Yeah, and try, uh, and, and support them because their pieces might not be. Uh, as expensive as someone who is established. So true. So artists don't get offended when people, you know, ask prices or things like that. Or do you well, think? I don't. I don't think that. Um, I don't, most artists don't because they want they want to sell it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the offense might come in when you're dealing with somebody who thinks that it's not worth what they're saying it is. But people have to realize most art pieces you spend umpteen hours, days, weeks, months, they don't realize the work that goes into creating the piece. Yes. And, e and even if the artist is fast, because you know they have these new artists that can put up a canvas and paint the person's face rip and flip it upside down. And then they show you something that you've created in less than 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Just because it, just because it didn't take me that long to create it doesn't mean that my, my piece is going to be cheaper. Right. Um, you're paying for the, for the classes that I've taken, the training that I have, mm -hmm. my experience, uh, the de the details, all of that. Mm -hmm. That you have to remember, all that goes into it. So, don't ask if you're not prepared to hear or prepared to pay. Mm -hmm. Don't even ask. Just admire. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and another way. I mean, it, it might not be a print, but you know, um, in museums, they put the artwork on a postcard. Yeah. Buy a postcard, frame it, map, put it in a map, frame mm -hmm. it, bam, there you I go. I have absolutely done that. Smaller mm -hmm. pieces that, you know, and I'm like, well, this is what I have right now. But, you know, you see local artists, especially local people. Now, for more famous people or like say somebody like uh, William H. Johnson or something like that, I can't, I'm, I ain't going to say I won't ever because one day I, I aspire to have my first million. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I can't 
you know, I'm not looking to purchase original art that way, but definitely like when they have the main street arts festival, you go and you want to purchase some stuff. And sometimes they have sales there, right. you know? And so it's like more the local, especially local black artists that you want to support. And it's like, how do I approach this conversation? But am I prepared for the answer they're going to give me? And if I'm not, at least for me, it's like, I ain't prepared for that answer yet. So I'm not going to say nothing, <laughs> but I, maybe some others who are listening might be. So I want to put it out there, you know, just in case. Right. Uh, Cause I know I have, a, uh, there's an artist that I went to college with who mm -hmm. is very successful. He's an artist. His medium is paint, mm -hmm. uh, I think acrylics. And I don't know if he does oils, but he is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I already know that his originals were probably out of my price range. So what I do is I follow him. Mm -hmm. I share, I share his stuff all the time. Um, and I know eventually I'm going to have a piece of his, I have a print, mm -hmm. but I, I don't have an original, but one, I think one thing you could do is definitely follow them, uh, help them with that as far as, you know, the social media part, but I, I say if you, if you really want it, ask because mm -hmm. you never know. They may have a payment plan, and right now, art is not being that's not on high on the totem pole. Oh yeah, that's true, especially with the economy and people people who may not have had a a payment plan or layaway, they may have that now. Mm -hmm. So true. So, um, Mm -hmm. I guess I want to ask you too, because you, you talked about when you were a kid that your grandmother had you in all these art classes, you took macrame <laughs> and all kinds Girl. of things. So mm -hmm. in my opinion, at least from what I can see, the big push, which we need that as well, the big push is STEM and not necessarily liberal arts. So do you think, what do you think about black kids and art and, you know, do is there a need to to put children black kids in art classes let's just talk about it i don't really have a specific question it was just on my mind because <laughs> i'm like i don't see that a yeah lot i think we have kids in art like that yeah i think when we cut out art we're doing our uh children a disservice mm -hmm. totally uh art has to to come into play somewhere it has to be fit in. To, I, I believe it should be in the school system. I should. Be, I believe it should be in the home. But we, I know that it can't be in every home because everybody wasn't raised like me to have where they, you know, where my parents had me in all these different things so I could figure out what I liked, mm -hmm. which I think is very important. Parents, you need to pay attention. Uh, one of my friends just posted that uh, Tiffany... Uh, Pace Whitaker, she posted and she talked about how you need to pay attention to your child so you can learn what it is they're good at, what mm -hmm. what where their interests are, and then put them in these classes, put them in or these uh, clubs and all of these different things so they can learn. So again, if art is not a part of it, then you are doing a disservice. Period. Period. <laughs> I yeah. love it. You teach, um, didn't you teach for a little while in the summertime art classes to kids? 
Yes, I taught it. visual art. Oh, I love it. I taught visual arts. Um, now, I, I did it for the fine arts program mm. that was with Fort Worth ISD. I did that for several years. Even when I came home from college in the summertime, I would, I would do that. Then uh, for about four years, uh, I taught art and, and jewelry making at a uh, college for kids. At TCC the program, uh, uh-huh. you know, I still want yeah. to say TCJC. Yeah. TCJC, right? You telling on your age? Yes. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So TCC, I, I, different campuses. I so for about four or five years, I did. I taught uh, art in those classes, and so my thing is, if 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 we can't get it during the school year then definitely in the summer but i think it should be year round okay um so you mentioned teaching kids jewelry making so that's a good opportunity to to discuss your baby ava (laughs) michelle jewelry (laughs) what made you um what just tell me about the origin story what made you get into jewelry okay it's funny so I was in one of my favorite uh, re- resale boutiques in Fort Worth, and uh, I saw this uh, white lady, and she bad. Every time I would see this lady, I just, you know, would go crazy over her outfit. Every time I saw her, her jewelry was just banging, her outfit, everything from head to toe. And so I kept admiring her jewelry. And finally, one day I got the nerve to ask her, okay, where you get these bracelets? Because <laughs> I need some in my life. <laughs> and she just laughed and she talked. She, she started telling me all the different places where she got her bracelets. And she offered the prices. She started telling me how much they cost. I didn't ask that. And so as, as she was telling me this, I was like, oh, okay yeah i can't afford this and so then i i just decided uh okay ava you taught jewelry making for for four years and not once did you ever think about making jewelry at for yourself i just did it you know to the for the kids oh so you taught at jewelry making before you actually got into jewelry yes interesting i didn't know that i thought you did it afterwards Mm-mm. I was teaching jewelry making long before I even thought about making it a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and never, it just never crossed my mind. So um, I just uh, that day when after talking with that lady, I decided uh, I'm gonna go buy some beads and make my own stuff. And really, I, I like to wear unique pieces. I don't like to see myself. I don't want to see somebody else with what I'm wearing, mm-hmm. period. That's just how I am. <laughs> so I, I, I knew I wanted to make some jewelry that was different because I wasn't seeing exactly what I wanted in stores. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when, I, when I did see it in the store, it was so little that I was like, who, who got a wrist? this small so i was like no i got i gotta make it a little bigger so it'll fit my wrist Mm -hmm. because a lot of times the bracelets that i would see in boutiques 
the bracelets were created from little tiny wrists. So They're not for thick women. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, I like to stack them up. Mm -hmm. So they got to be a little bit bigger so you can stack them up the arm. So that's not what you're seeing in the stores. And then that mess that they sell at Lane Bryan and... Uh, <laughs> You for Lane Bryant. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that ain't that bother me. You know, but, I tell you all the time, you the black no, Kendra no. Scott. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Yeah. So the the plus size jewelry that I see, I'm like, uh, I'm not wearing that. No, that's not. Uh -uh. So I was like, uh, uh, I'm making my own stuff. And and because I'm not into plastic anyway, that I'm not gonna wear. I like gemstones. I want to wear the you know semi-precious stone because I can't afford diamonds and gold and platinum yet. Mm -hmm. Then I'm gonna get. I'm gonna wear semi-precious, and I can afford sterling silver. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I'm not into plastic and all of that. So I just I never uh, wanted the jewelry that could that would fit. So that's when I just started creating and I made a few pieces and every time I went out, people would stop me and ask me, where did you get that? And I said, I made it. And so they, can you make me one? And that's how it started. started. So what inspires your pieces? Cause some of them are really, some of them are really, I, I mean, all of them are like, they may not be my style, but they're all beautiful. You know, I'm just like, yeah. wow, you know, so what inspires you? What goes into it? What's that process like? The first thing is I look for uniqueness. So I look for stones that I um, I, I know because they're gemstones, they, they, um, I won't see that particular piece again because, you know, it's not, it's not man-made, so it, I can't duplicate it. So that's what I look for first is uh, for the piece to be unique the stone, the shape of it, the color. So once I find, I might just find like one charm and then the the stack is, uh, I create it around that. Or I might see some fabulous beads and, and I just go from that, the color. But uh, I'm inspired by art. Mm -hmm. I'm always looking at art. I'm always in museums. Sometimes I might see a color combination of uh, a paint palette, even at Home Depot, and be like, oh, I would have never put those colors together. And so then I see that, and then I go put those colors together in a stack. Mm -hmm. So I get inspiration from everywhere, from clothes, because I'm, I'm really into fashion. So I'm I'm on Pinterest all the time. So I might see uh, an outfit that, you know, it has all these colors in it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get some beads and those colors and create something. Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of your shares, you know, like the outfits that you might like or a piece of art or, you know, and then there are people commenting, oh, can I buy this? And you're like, this is my personal page. I'm just sharing what I like. You want to buy jewelry? Go to at Ava Michelle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I get so on my personal page. <laughs> you gonna see everything. Everything I love, mm -hmm. you will see there. Yes. 
It's beautiful mm -hmm. though. Absolutely. Like your personal page is almost, it could be your brand page, but it's not. It's just, you share so much. I'm like, man, that's pretty. I mean, but it's just intertwined with pictures of you other than, you mm -hmm. know, the Ava Michelle page is jewelry, earrings. I'm right. happy to say it. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Your um tagline is hashtag be extravagant. <laughs> what yes. um, what inspired that? Why did you pick that to be like your motto? Well, when I I just happened to be looking at the word extravagant and was like, wait a minute, my name is in the word extravagant. And when I saw that AVA, I said, Oh, this is my tagline right here. I, it almost, at first it was going to be the name of my business, Extravagant. Okay. Uh, it was just going to be Extravagant. And I was going to have the AVA, you know, bold or a different color so you could see my name in the word. Uh, but then I talked to a friend of mine, a classmate of mine, went to Grambling. Shout out to uh, Trippy. <laughs> He, he called me and said, no, you're, uh, the name of your business needs to be Ava Michelle. He said, your name sounds like money. I was like, okay. <laughs> Ava Michelle it is. <laughs> he, re like he reminded me of all of the, you know, rich, wealthy people that make jewelry and, and are. Kendra Scott. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the first thing Everybody I Everybody is their name. Right. Uh-huh. So. And, and after I studied Kendra Scott and saw how she started uh, her, her testimony, basically, I started the same way she did. Oh, wow. That's good. And it's another one, David Stern or something like David? He David Yerman. David Yerman. See, I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I, <laughs> I have a David Yerman piece. And then um, it's another uh with several artists that i follow because i have been taking some silversmith classes because my ultimate goal is to to work with silver gold diamonds all of that because do you um, i think level. last year you were telling me you were taking some classes right yeah, and i had planned to take take classes every summer but of course covid knocked out this this, this summer don't get me started on covid <laughs> covid has ruined so much <laughs> So what classes have you taken so far? Uh, I've taken some beadwork classes. Mm -hmm. uh, I've taken some weaving. We And so you weave with leather or uh, silk. I've taken some silversmith classes, just working with, with sterling silver. And we did a little bit of gold. And I, I made some rings I have on. I wear them every single day. Mm -hmm. Um. What else have I uh, worked with? Uh, just uh, making earrings because I, if you've been if you've been with me since the beginning, you know when I first started, I was not making earrings at all. So um, I had quite a few people always asking, "Or oh, when are you gonna make earrings?" They wanted earrings to match their bracelets. So I took several classes on making earrings, uh, different types of earrings. And then um, I also took some wiring classes so that I could start making necklaces. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's about it right now. And I, yeah, I just ordered some earrings too. This oh, that's right. 
Yeah, but the post I, office, dang, look, I, we live too. I, I could have given them to you today. I was thinking about it. <laughs> I was just thinking about because normally your stuff comes like if I order some, it really comes like the next day or the day after. But you know, t- shout out to the team post office. I'm straight up hashtag USPS because they trying to rail absolutely. But absolutely, <laughs> we need the post right office. In. That's why I was like, no, nah, I let them mail it because post office. But so it's taking my long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll come. Maybe they'll come by my birthday. I'll wear them for then. So I have a question because <laughs> like you and I think, you know, you and Belicia, I've seen you guys um, do the six dope chicks. The, yes. The vending. And I'm really uh-huh. impressed with both of y'all, how y'all brand your your businesses and so i want to ask you like Mm -hmm. did you have um because like even your logo is just it it does scream money you know he says your name sounds like money your brand when you look at it it's very polished and i think um speaks of class so i want to ask you did you have a branding coach or an entrepreneur or a business coach of any kind so how did you build your brand so, um, because I couldn't afford all of them things you just named, <laughs> when starting out, I just, I already was friends, uh, with several business owners, mm-hmm. success, successful business owners at that. So I, um, I don't, you know, I pick up the phone and I would call them, ask them, uh, talk to them. Like I said, my, I had a classmate who he, he had, he owns, you know, successful businesses. Um, he would help me. Um, there's a young lady in Dallas, Crystal Perry. I asked her all kinds of questions. She, she was a client and she just, she would always offer, um, information and advice and stuff. And so, she turned into someone that I could go to. And I just have several women in my life that I can go to ask for, ask them for advice. Should I do this? Should I do that? I also for a a quick second worked for another jewelry designer. Mm -hmm. And so basically she paid me to go set up her, her table. Mm -hmm. Like when she was going to be a vendor, she paid me to go set up her stuff. So I watched her. So I made sure that I just surrounded myself with successful uh, black women uh, that I knew I could glean from. And uh, that's, that's how I got started. Cause I am not a business person. I'm an artist and really don't want to deal with the business side, but you need to know both. Mm-hmm. And so I have, I've learned just from, from women from workshops that I've gone to and just being helped by so many black women. I, I can't even name them all, but I've been just really blessed. I, and I'm glad you shared that because so often, you know, that people tell you get a business coach that's, that costs money, you know, so you are in a way letting people know you may not have the resources yet, but don't stop, you know, pursuing your dreams, you know, find mentors, friends, mm-hmm. just ask questions and just try. Nothing beats failure, mm-hmm. but try. So 
there I'm I'm hoping I have some people listening <laughs> who who want to start their own business or who are creative because same with writing. I'll write all day long. I don't want to deal with taxes or you know a logo or whatever, but you have to learn until you know until we blow up <laughs> and then we can't mm-hmm. afford that. But if we know ahead of time when we get to the point where we are successful then we know what they are doing and we can spot, you know, folks who might be trying to cheat you out your money. And so, you know, cause right. that happens too. people become successful and mm-hmm. they don't know, and they're trusting other people to take care of those things for them. And before they know it, all their money's gone or their business is ruined. So I think that's good that you have learned. Cause I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Cause whenever I do business with you, like I think uh, when I came to the, six dope chicks thing you had the little square like like all right yeah mm-hmm. you're always very prepared so you know and you yeah. carry yourself like a businesswoman so i know the artist but you carry yourself mm-hmm. like let me get these coins <laughs> so um <laughs> I exactly but uh, speaking of that, <laughs> entrepreneurship is a constant grind. I've never seen you, at least I don't know of anything that you've turned down. It, to me, it seems like to you, nothing is too small. I remember uh, our Zumba class had an event where they had vendors. And you know me, I'm the person because financially, I may not have the money, so I will share information. Like, hey, Ava, this is going on, Felicia, this is going on, or I'll share on my page. And I think I told you, you showed up, you at your table, <laughs> and you were there selling, and I was like, that's what's up. Like, nothing is too small. So, right, right. Um, have there been any opportunities that you've turned down, or anything that you wish you could have done that you weren't able to for whatever reason? Well, it, I had I, I finally reached a point where I was getting requests from multiple from multiple people that were having events on the same day, mm-hmm. and I did have to pick and choose, you know. And I and I hated that. I wish, you know, I wish my mama could be like, okay, mama, you go here, and I'm gonna go here. We finna both get this money, <laughs> but but my mama. She might get you to buy something, but she gonna mess up when it's time for that credit card, and I couldn't have her messing up my money. So, okay. Because you know, you know uh, black people, we are very unforgiving when it comes to customer service. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So yeah, um, there there was a, a few that I tried to work it out or that I wasn't able to that I missed, but for the most part, I I kind of feel like the ones that I was able to participate in, those were the ones I was supposed to be at. Mm -hmm. And normally I always met somebody that could either help me to be a a part of another event or, you know, and there were, I mean, there were even, there were a couple of times where there were no sales, Mm -hmm. but, but I met somebody that could help me do something else that I needed to do in my business. So I may not have sold any jewelry, but I, I gained some knowledge. So do you get disappointed when you don't sell jewelry or you just try to find the, what you can learn from it? 
Uh, absolutely, I get. I'm disappointed because I know I, I have a good product, mm-hmm. but um, I don't. It doesn't affect me like it used to. And and now what I've learned to do is while I'm at a event physically out there, I still try to um, share online or and Facebook and Instagram or wherever mm-hmm. to let them know where I'm at and that and show them the same product most of the time people who know me they know you're gonna get a better deal if you come see me in person <laughs> versus uh you know online because I, t- I try to have some type of sale or special when I'm in person mm-hmm. so I try what I've done now is try to offer that same thing online to, and, and that has boosted my sales when Even I am a COVID. Oh man, COVID has been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. COVID has been amazing. I just, I could not believe how well I did from March to, um, uh, all the way to July. Now it started, things started to slow down in August. And people going back to work. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So I, I did notice that, but um, yeah, I did, I did really, really well during this COVID season because everybody was shopping online and I thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. I had some, some clients that they kept buying. I was like, what are they going to do with all this jewelry because they were buying so much <laughs> but i'm like hey thank you i love you i appreciate you thank you that's good mm-hmm. so i know you know i kind of had you know had to go stock your page a little bit <laughs> so i've saw that your jewelry has been worn by some heavy hitters in the christian oh. world Pris- priscilla shire <laughs> Who's a yes. uh, like mega teacher from Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship? Her dad is Tony, Dr. Tony Evans uh, at Real Talk Kim. She's yes. like huge. And um, Pastor Sarah, Word of Truth. Yes. Oh, yes. Feel to be on, you know, with the, <laughs> you know, the, the uh, elite, black elite. Well, they aren't black. <laughs> Real Talk Kim. But still, right. just to have some it, people who. I'll, Go ahead. Oh, girl, I, I just, man, I felt so flattered. I was, I couldn't believe it. Because in how Priscilla Shire came about, um, a friend of mine, Chris, Crystal uh, Wimbry, mm-hmm. who, she, she a big hitter too. Uh, she, uh, she called me and just asked me, could she give my number to her friend who wanted some jewelry like what I had made for her. And I was like, sure. She just said Priscilla. So I didn't know. Who she it was, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't remember her saying the whole name. So I didn't know who it, who it was. So um, until she called and I was like, oh my God. I was like, I got your book. I, I, I was like, I, I go to Awaken. I know who you are. I love Awaken. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yeah. What so say? I just was like, Oh, she just, she laughed. She was, she laughed. She was so nice. She's just so, just sweet. Just down to earth. Very sweet. 
just um you know shared how much she loved uh, the jewelry that i made for crystal and how she wanted something very similar and uh, and that she you know even wanted some other pieces mm-hmm. so i i ended up making like i think about six pieces for her oh, wow. yeah and yeah so i was i was just like on cloud nine and then i um i was able to you know take a picture with her and meet her in person so that it was it was good it was it was awesome that's good and then um pastor sarah is the one that had the connection with pastor kim Mm -hmm. yeah so she connected me she shared my jewelry she bought pastor sarah bought like all this jewelry for like 10 people oh wow she told me to create uh she told me to pick the people, make the jewelry, and then she was like, I'll pay you. And I will send it to all of the people that you choose. Oh, wow. So I chose, like, Kim. I chose, um, uh, what's Erica from Mary Mary? Wow. Erica Campbell. Uh, yes, Erica Campbell. I chose... Uh, it was it's so many and then i chose um i i don't want to mispronounce her name because she is so amazing but she's from south africa and she's a mogul Mm -hmm. and she is an actress Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you saw the video that she posted when she got my jewelry i made some custom earrings for her Mm -hmm. uh for pastor sarah to give to her and um that I was just as excited with that one, but she's an act, a famous actress in South, South Africa. Africa. Listen, so, so that you are was international. When I was international. <laughs> yes, international. I was like, so exactly. Like, so yeah, imagine going to Trimble Tech, like this journey being like this. Like I know I didn't. You know, we had some pretty good teachers. For the most part, they told us we could do whatever, but I think mostly that started at home and tech was such a unique school anyway. You know, it was like the vocational fame, I think. <laughs> and we love our school, you know. We treat tech as like, you know, high school HBCU. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, I still mm-hmm. didn't, I don't think I ever felt like, cause we've had, you. it's like you, with Ava Michelle Jewelry and then the wards, Nicole and uh, is it Antrice with the that's been on the cake? Sensational, uh, yeah, yeah cupcake, cupcake, cupcake wars. So we have a, cake. Yeah, so we have a couple of people who are like just we we trying to blow up. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, they do, they do they do yeah, a big they, thing. Yes. Big and 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 um uh, several of my events with the school district, mm-hmm. Sensational Cakes donated um, cupcakes, cookies, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff for my event. Oh, good. Yeah, oh, like, so. could you do the, um, what is it at the end of the year for the uh, deaf education kids at TCC? It's the like tra- a fair. Right, transition mm-hmm. fair. So that's what's up. And so I just, did you just, did you ever ma- imagine like, or dream this Mm-mm, what does I it feel like I knew, you know and look i'm glad you brought it up because i never really took the time to think about it 
I, I always reflect on how Gremlin prepared me for the world. But looking back, Tremble Tech did because, you know, I got my cosmetology license mm-hmm. before I graduated. At, um, and I used that license to make money while I was at Gremlin. I was known as the, the nail lady. <laughs> I So, you know, I've always, I've always had a business. I've always been a hustler. I'm always have some money. Um, so I was, I was doing, I was doing my friend's hair in the dorm every now and then. But I, you do I photography really too, lady. right? I, Don't you do photography? No, you know I thought you did because uh-uh, uh-uh. your jewelry pieces, uh-uh. how they, um, how they're framed that you post, you look like you do. But I just, yeah, I have an eye. So I might be, you know, I might be able to do that, but I'm just good with this phone because all those pictures you see are taken with my phone. Okay, amen. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. But you, I mean, do, but you do I hair, did, I did art, have... and jewelry. <laughs> and nails. Exactly. <laughs> That's and a lot. nails. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, you yeah. ain't going to uh-huh. go hungry. <laughs> I better not. <laughs> so, like... um. Do you ever see yourself leaving education and doing jewelry full time? Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. Did I shout that? You did. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I cannot wait. If I could retire today, Mm -hmm. I would. But yes, um, as soon as I got about, you know, I think five more years, Mm -hmm. I will be retiring and I will be doing my, my jewelry business full time. Amen. I can't wait. I can't wait for you. So what do you see? What's your vision for Ava Michelle Jewelry in five years? What do you see? What do you want? Like the, your best scenario, what would, it, what would it be like? What kind of company would it be? That type of thing. I would, I would love to be able to study abroad and go and I, I even really kind of want to become a gemologist. I want to study the gems there's a school in Hong Kong that I would love to go to. If I don't make it to Hong Kong, there's a <laughs> there's an an art um, school in Austin that I really uh, would love to to do too. So I really want to uh, work on my craft, take it to another level, um, uh, of course, and and travel. I want to travel, be able to pick out beads from all over the world create still create pieces i i do realize at some point you know i'm gonna have to get help mm-hmm. but i but i will still be the one creating the piece designing the pieces i might not be putting them together but i want to be the designer because it's my eye because it, it, and it says ava michelle i don't want anybody else making designing my stuff for me so um I just want to to ma- continue to master my craft, um, and eventually, I think I I see my stuff. I would I want to start with my stuff being sold in stores before I actually have my own brick and mortar, mm-hmm. because I don't want to be responsible for all of that starting out. I just want them to buy my stuff from me wholesale and then sell my stuff in there in their store speak it 
Let it manifest. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to speak this into the atmosphere. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh -huh. Listen, yeah. and I'm going to be on the sideline. That's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I would love for, for stylists to 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 want to contact me and use my jewelry in their um, in their photos in their ads in their business, I would love to to do that too. It's I had a, I I almost kind of semi had an opportunity. I don't it I don't think any of my pieces were actually used, but uh, Jay Bolin, who oh, wow. you know he's huge doing doing big doing big things. Um, he asked me to send several of my pieces to him to New Orleans for the Essence Fest, mm -hmm. the last last Essence Fest. And so I did, and I sent all a whole bunch of stuff, but I never saw any photos of my stuff used. So I, I can't confirm that it was or was not used. Um, I've also had my stuff seen on, um, what's the name? It's a TV network, uh, Black, Aspire or Aspire. TV? Aspire. Aspire. Yeah. Um, it was a talk show, but I never got to see the talk show oh, because man. the talk show, the host, she wore a necklace that I made. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I didn't get to see that, but that shout out to my, to Tracy uh, Tooks from uh, Gramlin. She hooked that up. And so I was excited about that. And then there's a, uh, there's a, a, low, a stylist named Willie Johnson. And who he used my pieces and a lot of his stuff, mm -hmm. um, and has you know sent a few pictures here and there. So uh, I just I want people to to want to use have my stuff on their beautiful models and all of that. It's it's happening, and it's gonna continue. It's gonna get bigger. We claim it. <laughs> happening. Yes. So before we go. Thank you for coming. But before we go, I want to mm -hmm. talk about Lovecraft Country. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yes. <laughs> my favorite. My mm -hmm. favorite. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love this show. I love it. I can see how you love it because <laughs> visually, it's a beautiful, it's, it is a beautiful show. Like the cinematography, the fashion the yeah. cars all that 1950 like it's like you were like it's sexy i'm like this show not sexy <laughs> it is it does have that old Girl, sexy tick is sexy tick <laughs> yes he tick is, is he low-key fine He's I sexy. That. and oh yeah it's and scary she girl she fabulous Yes. Yeah. She's beautiful. Like I love how they are doing her makeup where it's it's her girl, that red lip is the bomb. It's, it's listen, they must have went speaking of black owned uh businesses, they must have went to the lip bar and <laughs> you got that uh bar. girl get out my head, get out my head. That's exactly I, I was like, she got on the lip, lip bar. bar. Yeah, <laughs> they got boss lady. I love it. Yes, and and then her face, because I think in the age of, I hate to say their names because I hate them, the Kardashians, we have become so, you know, the whole, what do they call it? The beat your face with the, oh, the dramatic okay. eyes and the dramatic eyebrows and, 
you almost Contour. don't like yes and you can barely recognize you they're beautiful you know some of the beatness but like are you the same person and just growing up <laughs> as a kid you know my grandmother had some face powder and that was about it <laughs> we weren't big makeup people anyway but i do <laughs> like it but i think it should accent you and i think on journey they do a beautiful job of putting it all you see is lip and it's beautiful and the rest is her face and i love that about the show i'm like come on uh what is her name letty on the show journey smiley and so yes. now, I, I love her and everything yeah she's now, good and my favorite is eve's by you and i i could watch that every day i cannot it's so oh, sad I love Eve's but this show i have to watch it during the daytime because i am scary and I'm because I started watching it before I got on the call with you. And listen, I got to go back and rewind because I was watching it with my head down. <laughs> I got to the part where they're trying to, um, him and his uh, Tig is trying to help his dad across the um, like some cave, and he has to catch him. And I'm that like, plane. no. <laughs> but I know, I know. It was I so love. suspenseful. Yes. I love it. And I like, and I knew you were gonna like this part. How they infuse black history with yes. horror and suspense, and it's like, it's good though. It's a good show. I can't knock it. But I'm like, I hate this show. It's scary. When the monsters came out that first episode, I was like, <laughs> I can't do it. I was having a dream. I had a dream. The I know they night. scared the hell out of me. I was like, what the hell? I said, oh, them. Them, I mean, them things were scarier than a, a real, yes. like just a straight horror movie, you know? Yes, they doing a good job. Like, the music is it good. It was so unexpected. Yes. It was so unexpected. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you what episode I did not fully watch, and I don't even know if it's, if they need it in the, the story later on, I'm going to be lost. Because what I don't do is spirits. That Ouija Boy episode, I was like, I'm not watching this. It was on, but I was doing other stuff. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just told my friends last night. Okay. So it's two scenes where I had to just stop and I just started, I just started saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Because I didn't want it to get in my spirit. Exactly. So I, uh, yeah. So it was the part where, oh boy, there was the president from Scandal. You remember that episode, Adam? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he started speaking in some type of tongue or whatever. <laughs> it was like I episode saying, two. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. So, <laughs> and then when they started doing that Ouija board, I kind of, I, I didn't want to pay attention either because I, I was like, oh, this is the devil. Right. <laughs> I started doing other stuff. I don't even know what that show is, that episode is about. I was just like, I, I can't do it. Today seems a little bit more like really witches, because this is Saturday. I I didn't watch it Sunday, because I can't watch it at night. I'm like, I ain't watching it at night. Okay. So it's early <laughs> enough in the day. Now, at that time, after 3 o'clock, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> before before three i got it so i'm going here i'm gonna finish it and i'm like this one seems uh, to be a little bit more like it's scary but i can deal <laughs> but right right beautiful right. show and i'm like they like he did a um uh, well i say he but actually i think um 
the, the show, writer is a woman a black female mm, she's doing they do a good job like it reminds me of those tv shows when we were kids and they had the dramatic music and stuff like that and i'm like oh my god my mother would love it but she's scary too so it's scary together <laughs> we're not gonna make it and, the, and then i just found I, I didn't even recommend it to my mama you didn't no, because I know she don't like horror either. Mm -hmm. So I, I hadn't even talked to her about it. I ain't yeah. mentioned nothing. Don't blame. Now, my mother, she would watch monster movies, you know, like the one, the first episodes, oh. but none of us like the spirit stuff. Like, ah, so I don't know if I'd, I'd keep her. I might start her out with it, but I'm like, no. Nah, mm -mm. <laughs> right. So, no, no, no. But, uh, we might have to uh, come out, put some oil on our forehead before we start. Watching it with the Bible. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is sad that and the, it came from a novel written by a white guy. And I said I was going to read it, but it's so sad that really, like, that racism is horror. Not that racism should be good, but, the, but our lives historically it have... It's been equated it's to a, a horror, it's a horror film. film. And, but that's how but we're feeling is. right now. You know, when you wake up every other day to see people that look like you getting hurt or being discriminated against for no reason, just because I really think racism is rooted in jealousy. You're afraid that I'm doing better than you. So you're going to try to do whatever you can to block me. I just think that's crazy. And you go to whatever mm -hmm. lengths, even murder or death or, you know, to prevent people from prospering. And the people, not because I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus, but some, some of the people who are out here as Christians and using Christianity to promote racist things, I'm like, but the Bible promises us all blessings. You don't have to hate me. You don't have to deny me because what his blessing is for you is for you it don't have nothing to do with me he can bless us all so if my what i would want to ask a racist christian is if you really believe in the bible you wouldn't have to be worried about me because you know that god's grace is sufficient for you and me listen don't listen i got mad the lovecraft country that made me mad. <laughs> I'm like, so so what god yeah, are you i mean believing that's why Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, you know, so the racism is rooted actually in fear. And then all of that other stuff comes from fear, jealousy, you know, uh, and then, and this racism, but, uh, I agree. They, they, they know, they know who we are. It's us that don't know who we want to act like we don't know who we are, but they know it. They know we're great. They know we're fabulous. And so they don't they don't want us to take over. <laughs> we listen, we're gonna stop before we both lose our jobs. Cause <laughs> people we we got about five years and then we can talk as freely as we want to. <laughs> Ex exactly. <laughs> I feel you. You see mm -hmm. me? I see. I see you. Uh-huh. Represent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh with that, uh, I, I do love the show. I'm just, it's, I struggle. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> but I'm going to keep watching it. That and P-Valley. <laughs> a girl, both of them. Two, 
on two opposite of the spectrum completely. Yes, listen. I watched that show with my head down too. I'm like, Lord, does everybody have to be naked? And it's like, who you watching a show about strippers? Why would they I know. <laughs> but it's a good show too. I think I struggled in the beginning, but as it went on, I'm like, oh, this is a pretty good show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At first, I was like, "Oh Lord, here we go again." We got. I what I hate though is that even though I'm not from Mississippi, I'm a represent for the South. They are making the Southern accent just a little too. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you said it. I said, I mean, they just putting extra on the country. I'm just like, she. I mean, when when Mercedes said, "Ma, it art," I'm like, "What the hell is she? What did she say?" She said, Ma, it art. <laughs> I'm like, what is I'm like, no. it, it, it's put that S on the end of that, on it, it it's art. Oh, I'm with you. Because I'm like, I know I, I'm a little country. I'm, I know I have a little Texas twang. And I have me, a couple of friends from Mississippi. None of us speak that way. <laughs> and I'm like. I need to, they need to contact people in Texas. Just like, a, I don't yeah. know if you watched this show, Snowfall. It's on yes, Hulu. Yes, I've seen mm -hmm. uh -huh. The I guy, the lead actor in that, um, Franklin, St. Uh, Clair, whatever his last name is. Well, I know his first name is Franklin. He got with, uh, was it Yellow from NWA? One of the rappers from NWA. And he rode around with him. Uh -huh. And he coached him on his accent, his California accent. So I'm like, I need y'all to get with some Mississippi people, some Texas people, Louisiana. Louisiana totally different because they got a, that Cajun thing. But let us coach you on how you sound because we don't sound that stupid. <laughs> Not, I'm like, they need some help. Like, come on. Yes, because I'm like, yes, because, uh, ooh. Uncle, Uncle, um, Uncle Clifford. Mine went blank. Who are we talking about? Uncle Clifford. Uncle Clifford, Lord. Like Uncle Clifford be messing up some wire. He said, Motherfucker, Motherfucker, Motherfucker. Like, I need y'all to pronounce the word, but just soften it just a little bit. Just say it, round it, round it. <laughs> yes, some of them I just be listening to. I'm like, Don't nobody talk like that. And Not I was talking all. to somebody, and they said, I asked him, I said, do people from Mississippi really talk like no. that? And he was like, yeah, they, they country. I, I was like, I ain't never, never heard, heard that never. before. I haven't. <laughs> I got a couple of friends uh, from Mississippi. One guy interviewed on the show. He was like, uh, his name is Will Pugh. He was probably the third or fourth. He was the fourth uh, episode. If you listen mm -hmm. to him, no, he does not sound like Uncle Clifford <laughs> and Felicia. <laughs> from episode two she does not sound like that you know oh and i and i have to say so be you know now you can you can feel like you know somebody so um god daddy the uh what's god daddy name i forgot his name you know god daddy the uh the mayor took a lisa oh uh isaiah washington yes what's his <laughs> name in the in the show i don't know i just i can't stand it <laughs> with that okay. red like, oh girl he came with that red suit with that red head I said oh no that's so country Ooh, Lord, oh with the, the gold chain hanging I was like oh I, ha I hate to see a man in red like I it's like that I just oh, hate it. it was red but love, much as I love red 
No, <laughs> that was a negative. <laughs> what would you? What well, would his, secret, his secretary, his <laughs> secretary, she is Graham Fam. Graham Fam, Graham is staying okay, away. Okay, I'm gonna have to go because I said I was gonna go back and binge watch the episodes. She, I think she a Delta too. Uh huh. I'm not sure, but I'm gonna go back and yes, rewatch. Yes, ma'am. I was just about to. I'm just about to say she's a Delta. Shout yeah, out. Yeah, she is a Delta. <laughs> uh huh. She's a Delta, and she is Graham fam. And um, I just saw where she 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 also uh, had an episode in Greenlee, the Greenlee. Oh no. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back and watch. You know, I can watch Greenlee. Yeah. Anytime. So she she. she she ain't new to this. She, she true, true to this. this. <laughs> I need yes. her to coach them on these accents. I'm, so, I'm gonna have to message her. Listen, Sarah. I know. I yes, know. Yes. No, we. You know, we <laughs> can tell we're Southern people, but no one uh-huh. speaks that way. <laughs> so you need to help them because the people in the South are pissed off. <laughs> we are being wrongly represented. <laughs> yeah. But I said I'm go back. I'm gonna go back and rewatch, rewatch and binge watch the show so I can really understand the plots and stuff like that. Cause it was a good show, so I'm gonna pay attention and uh, watch it. Yeah, I, 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 it's very good, and I like how they have have shown us another side of strippers, um, yes. and most most of them are in there trying to have a better life. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what working. kept me watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They work and trying to make a living, take care of their kids. And, Go to school, all yes. of that. And mm-hmm. you listen, don't get me on, because uh, that's what kept me watching Mercedes trying to save her money so she can start her gym. And, and, I, and when, she, when the mother stole the money, I was like, I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that you're right. It does get Girl, I'm sorry. I would have... I would have beat that mama ass worse than Mercedes did. She did not beat her ass enough. Mama she had them hands That's why <laughs> she she came for mama, but mama had some hands. <laughs> That's the only reason why she couldn't take her like she mama. thought she could. I, I can't, can't either. I can't stand the mama. I can't stand Isaiah Washington, God Daddy. I'm like he's a horrible person in life, and he's a right. horrible actor. <laughs> I hate right. that he, now I hate that he's in love, Jones. Now, <laughs> what's the name? Uh, she, she ain't she ain't that good of an actor either. Um, Haley. She's not. All, I like her little sad attitude. Not. Autumn night mm-hmm. <laughs> when she dropped that money, <laughs> she bought the uh, the pink and dropped that money on him. I was like, come on, Haley. Uh huh. And uh, now she kind of irritates me sometimes when she start dancing. I'm like, do you have a different move? Cause she just, just be the way she move her body just kind of irritate me sometimes. I'm yeah. That's I'm all like, she got. Stop that. Listen. That, yeah, that's she what she came with a plan. She, she hit the one trick. Like, nothing. listen, I'm uh, I'm pretty. That's what I do. I dancing ain't my thing. Right, right. You know you here mm-hmm. to pay me because I'm cute. <laughs> so let's just stick with that. Uh huh. <laughs> but she. I did like the fact that now we know why she can't really that because her deal is she's smart. I'm smart. Y'all always underestimate me because I'm pretty. And she done robbed all, she done robbed that man of his money. Right. <laughs> so I I like that. I was like, okay. Uh-huh. So in the beginning it was real surface level, but by the time 
the end of the season, you got to see real fully developed characters in spite of the horrible Southern accents. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> even Uncle Clifford falling in love with the rapper, like understanding that he, as a gay man, he understood that they in the South, they couldn't have that relationship in public and tried to tell dude, like, we ain't, we ain't gonna be able to do this in public. And dude sold him that dream, like, no, nah, you know, we can't just keep doing this in the dark and blah, blah, blah. But when his opportunity came and he knew he couldn't be his real, he could, but it's, he's gonna either sacrifice his career or have the relationship he want, you know, have the career or the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he started shading Uncle Clifford. And so it, to see him hurt, right. and it's almost like, he wanted to say, like, I told you, I told you we wasn't going to be able to do this. So that was a, a interesting, like, story arc. And even the rap part, because when he, the rapper was trying to holler at him, I was like, what? <laughs> and, but even his friend was like, dude, you got all these girls trying to throw themselves at you, but you're trying to date the guy. But whatever, you love who you love, but don't mess up this money. I thought that was interesting. And to be that was very interesting when he he took when they took that route i was like oh i wasn't expecting that me neither i thought uh, he was so gonna out i was him like wow okay. right I, I thought he was gonna out him or hurt him or you know something like that but they took that route like don't mess this money up and i ain't got nothing to say to you <laughs> i was like to be in the south you know even still to this day you know, he could have been hurt or harmed or something like that. Yeah, and Little but, Murder was surprised too. He was yeah, like, he was, he like, was oh, like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but then like, the other okay. dude came telling me, you better be genuine. And he's like, like, I know I'm not genuine. Shoot. <laughs> mm -hmm. and he could rap too. I was like, come on, Little Murder. I'm in the living room. <laughs> it's a good hey, show. You know, I, I was, I'm, I'm surprised, you know. Okay, so you know, Little Mur Murder was in, he was in, um, the Madam C.J. Walker. Movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he sure is playing his role. He looked like he really enjoyed kissing Uncle Clifford. But he's married with two kids. But he's an actor. You know what I'm saying? So we got to well, commit to the work. He sure has committed. <laughs> we would believe saying. it if he did. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But you know what? Like, did you hear it speaking of another unexpected thing? I'm gonna have to go back and try to rewatch. Remember when they were um Haley and Haley and uh, what's her name? Mercedes went on mm -hmm. the run with the money and they were sitting back at the they came back home and they were counting the chain, counting the money or whatever. And mm -hmm. um Mercedes had just finished talking to the fine dude that helped them get the fake ID cards. And right, right. Uh -huh. and so she's she's playing, and she was like, um, she said something to Hater like, "Where you getting this money? Heck, I date you, or I I fuck you." And um, Haley said something back. She said, "If I was, if I weren't celibate." So does she say celibate? Is she almost hinted like she's not even having sex? Like she dances, but I ain't giving up nothing to nobody. So I'm gonna have to go back and read. I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that because I don't remember what she said. I remember that episode, mm -hmm. that part. I asked my niece, but she said she didn't hear it. I was like, "Well, I watched like this anyway, so I might have been wrong." Because I was like, "That's interesting that she's a stripper, I don't think but she she's said not." She was celibate because she tried to sit on 
sit on boys uh rod twice which one she remember she was gonna do her last oh, yeah. dance for him the she one, was about to give it to him the one that really wanted Haley. yeah mm-hmm. and hit that dude like you got a whole wife at home <laughs> it just show you the women who think that they man ain't got time to do that, they, they, got they time. make time for what they want. That's so true. That's so true. All right, we're going to wrap up. I had to touch bases with you about that Lovecraft. It's a, um, also, there's a playlist on Spotify, Lovecraft Country. They have a whole, so I'm going to go listen to the songs. I found it today. Because when they started out today with uh, Rihanna, bitch, better mm-hmm. have my, I was like, okay, I was like, <laughs> That's my song right there. That's my so, song. That's a, one of the questions I have for you is what's the theme song for your life? Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, oh, that's that's caught me off guard. I, I, I guess it would have to be bitch better have my money. Because oh, old school or new school? Because people think that's new to Rihanna, but that was old school. We were school. Bitch better have my money back. You know it's a wrap. Oh yeah, I'm I'm both. Okay, I'm old and new because I I I, it took me one time for somebody to to get over on me with some money, and I I've never been the same. So I when it comes to money, I absolutely do not play. Do not fuck with my money. (laughs) I ain't mad at it. Well, if, listeners, if y'all could see her face, <laughs> <laughs> the resoluteness mm. of her face don't mess with her. <laughs> so, I'll give you, I'll give you some joy. Just do, yeah, do not mess with my money. <laughs> so, next question: <laughs> What are you, <laughs> what are you grateful for? I'm grateful to be able to work and work on my passion at the same time. I'm great. I'm grateful uh, for, for good friends. And um, that I still have my parents, mom and dad still living. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, and I'm grateful for health. As, as much as you know, as much as I know that it's all good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm I, and I was gonna ask you that too. Um, when you said you're able to work on your passion and you know your full time job at the same time, how do you balance it? How do you balance? How do you do that? As someone so, who is now embarking on their passions, <laughs> it, you know, it's I I there's never a, a people like what are you doing? I'm working. I'm just not getting paid for everything I'm doing, but I'm working all the time. So how do you balance right. it out? I, uh, I balance it out by as soon as I get off work, I, then it I turn into, uh, it's Ava Michelle time. Mm-hmm. So, um, if I can, I do believe if I can do it all for somebody else, then I can do that for myself. Um, and because it is a I have a benefit. It's it's a, it's a stress reliever for me to make jewelry. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm I'm pretty much by the time I get home, get situ- I will go to work out, come home, take a shower, eat, 
and then I, I make jewelry probably till 11 o'clock at night. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and I pretty much do that every day. And my, my work ethic was make something every day so that I, uh, you know, never ran out of supply because I never knew when I was going to have an event. So I always wanted to have enough jewelry to uh, show. And then once I really got my website up, because my, my website wasn't doing well as soon as I put it up. It was like I was still doing better as a vendor mm-hmm. but then as i started to get more traffic on my website then i could i could chill just a little bit i didn't have to make jewelry every single night but because like i said it's a stress reliever it's something that i enjoy that i would do even if i wasn't making money i would still be making jewelry for myself as for gifts for friends um it's just easy so i just and then weekends that's all about my business. Mm-hmm. I make sure that I'm always uh, either going to uh, buy more supplies on the weekend, um, making jewelry, um, and making sure that I'm a part of any type of women's event where I think my jewelry will be appreciated. All right, then. So with that, I guess you kind of answered it, but I'm going to ask again anyway. What are your guilty pleasures? Ah, <laughs> my guilty pleasure. Huh. I guess uh, fast food, not fast food, fried food. That's <laughs> one. Fried food is a guilty pleasure. Is why I might be size the thick, thick size. <laughs> um, Same. <laughs> uh, shopping. I don't know if that's guilty but sometimes I do feel guilty because I do have a shopping problem <laughs> I know Alicia when she listens she's gonna be like yep she do <laughs> whatever Miss Price <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my guilty pleasure is just buying shoes and clothes I got a problem <laughs> hey no one is the first step but when you work hard sometimes you gotta you know, reward yourself within reason. So, uh-huh. I, you know, you will get no judgment from me. Thank my, you. <laughs> well, I first, I want to thank you for coming and talking with me and just talking about your passions, your projects. And I, you know me, I'm going to always try to do my best to shout you out and help, you know, spread the word. And, you know, so one and I day- I want to say thank you to you because you- you know, several several of my friends have always every time I have something, y'all would show up and you you know one of from the beginning, before this was before there was a website, you know, you were buying my jewelry. It it so, worked. Uh-huh. Exactly. Bring it to work. Uh-huh. So wait a minute, I, let me let I, me say this. I am that friend that say, listen, Avenue, you know I get paid once a month. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. that once a month payday be hard, but I try, mm-hmm. and I still have my pieces. I love them. I I have a green one that I wear. Like that's like I have an elephant bracelet that I love. A friend gave me between that one and the green one. It's simple, you know. You like mm-hmm. the stacks, but I get to I bump and ruin them. So I I work better with the one or two, and that's uh-huh. one of my favorites. But I just find that I could put 
the strangest one with anything and it just makes and it's people like where did you get that brace my friend Ava (laughs) 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 yeah thank you follow her on Instagram (laughs) so because I appreciate that oh you're welcome and I appreciate you for being here um and just uh sharing your story your journey I'm sure somebody will listen to it and be inspired and so where can people find you on social media or the internet so I can be found on Instagram at uh, Ava Michelle Jewelry. I can be found on Facebook at Astra- Extravagant, and it's um, at Extravagant. And then I have at Ava Michelle Jewelry. So I post on both of those on Facebook. And on Twitter, I'm, um, it's Ava Michelle Jewelry. And then my website is www dot ava michelle good i will post those in the description box and that's it thank you for coming thank you